Hi, welcome to the Refuge House Church Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's Word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact their world for Christ. So here's what we need you to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. So, indicting the matter that was preached. One of the things we said about faith, we're talking about the lifestyle of faith. And I said, um, faith is taking God's thoughts and making it your thoughts. And faith is taking God's way and making it your way. That's powerful. I, I know I'm still going to meditate on that, but that is powerful. And, and you know the beauty about that, because I was sitting there, I was meditating on that, that God packaged his ways and thought in his word. So every word from God is a revelation of his mindset and his ways. So every word from the of scripture is God trying to think through you. That's what I heard the man of God said yesterday, and he blessed me. He said, God says, stop thinking like you. There's no power in thinking like, I didn't give you a mind to think you. I gave you a mind to think me. Tell the neighbor, say, God is trying to think through you. And Apostle Paul confirmed that by the Spirit when he says, you have the mind of Christ. Say amen. You don't have the mind of your culture or mind of where you come from. You have the mind of Christ. The day you got born again, you were given the spirit of power, love, and what? A sound mind. Somebody say sound mind. Why is it a sound mind? Because it is the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ reveals the ways of God and the thoughts of God. There is no power in thinking like you. And another thing we said during the first service is that walking by faith is walking by your position in Christ. Is that not so? And, and I also said some very powerful things. I'm still going through them. That what you believe is more powerful than what you see. Did you hear what I said? Look at your neighbor and say, what you believe is more powerful than what you see. And what was the reason for that? Because what you see is a product of where you are coming from and where you are. Simply put, where you've been, your experience. And Satan is only aware of where you have been and where you are. So what he's trying to do is to use the condition of where you have been and where you are to play on you so you can continue to be where you have been and where you are. Do you understand that? And if, it's, if you always look behind, you won't go forward. Is that not true? Nobody goes forward by looking behind. Is that not true? You can only go forward by focusing forward. If you keep looking behind, you will keep going behind. Do you understand that? So maybe where you're coming from, you've had a lot of mistakes, you've had a lot of issues, but that's not the point. In Christ, you are blessed with the privilege of a position with Christ. Where God has chosen to see you through that position and not your condition. Say amen. amen. And that the power of faith, the power of believing is imposing your position on your condition. Say amen. amen. Your position will always be revealed by the word of God, which is God's mind and God's ways. Glory to God. 
God looks at you through your position in Christ. And your position is more powerful than your condition. And as I said, many believers are too condition-minded. And I explained something. I said, when people have a lot of mood swings, you just see them looking dull and moody. Let me tell you where it's coming from. When you are condition-minded, you will always be moody. Because what you've done is that you've submitted your emotion to your condition. So your condition is using your emotion against you and your progress. Anything that seeks to use our emotion that does not come from God's word will use our emotion against our good. Do you understand that? Anything outside God's word that wants to use your faculty, the faculty of your emotion, the faculty of your mind, and the faculty of your choice will use it against you. It's only God's word that can use you for you. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So I, I, don't, I don't talk how I feel because I have feel it's not who I am. Who I am is who I am in Christ. I'm a new creature. Say amen. amen. When you're born again, you become a brand new person. The history of who you were is dead. And set, the one Satan is familiar with is dead. Did you hear what I said? I said the person you used to know about you is dead. That person doesn't exist anymore. If any man be in Christ, what is he? That new person is a new history, a new you that was fabricated in Christ. Glory to God. That's why we said our new residency and base of operation is who? Christ. I'm not led by what I see. If you're a believer, if you're a believer that is always having problems with worries and, and you know, depression, because you're condition-minded. Depression comes from condition. Where you've been, what's happening to you. That's where it comes from. You worry about what's going on in your life. Bible says, take no thoughts what you shall eat, or what you shall wear, or what you shall put on. See, after all these things, the Gentiles do seek. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be what? Added to you. Don't seek addition. Don't allow the drive of your life about things and about stuff. How do we seek the kingdom? Put your mind on Christ. Say amen. amen. What is your mind? Your mind of Christ represents your position in God. Praise God. My position is more powerful than my condition. Say that. Say that again. Say my position in Christ. Qualify it. Is more powerful than my condition in life. Say my position in Christ. Is more powerful than my condition. Your condition may say you don't have a child yet. But your position say you have a child. And what does it say? say let the barren sing. It say more are the children that are without children than those that are with. Now, that's faith logic. What God is saying is that you call those things which be not as though they were. Now, that's not God using positive thinking on you. It is not positive. God is not positive thinking. You understand? That's new age madness. God operates by a superior agenda. And in the agenda of God, he has finished your life before you were born. Every good thing that will happen to you has already happened to you according to God's plan for your life. He's just teaching you how to take them. That's why no matter what you're facing, now God is not bothered. He knows the end is a good one for you. Say amen. 
That's why we don't rejoice because of where we are. We don't rejoice because of what we have. We don't rejoice because of how people treat us. We don't rejoice because everything is now. Because I can only step for some of you. You, you think your God is like, is as temperamental like your feelings. When everything is working, God must be happy with me. I know it. Heaven, heaven must be happy with, me, happy with me. Then if things are not working the way you want, what do you don't do? Tell your neighbor, say, God is not like that. Tell your neighbor, say, God is not like that. God does not deal with you according to your feeling. He deals with you according to your position. And your position is more secured and settled than your condition. Say amen. You understand that? So when we talk about walking by faith, we are talking about walking by your position in Christ. Hallelujah. Walking by the privilege that God has accorded to you in Christ. When God looks at you, he has given you inheritances in Christ and he sees you through what he has done for you in Christ. You may, you may be playing catch up because you are not focusing on the word. You're focusing on condition. But God wants you to shift your focus. Say amen. amen. Because your position is more real than your condition. And faith is imposing your position on your condition. Hallelujah. Faith is making your condition to agree with your position. Say amen. And if your, your condition refuses to agree, it annuls, creates a new one. That's what faith does. That was why when God spoke to Abraham at the age of 100, you are going to have a son. Have you seen a 100 years old man before? I saw a funny uh, video. Was it TikTok or um, uh, TikTok? Or sorry, <laughs> TikTok. I said TikTok. Uh, TikTok and uh, no, I think it was on Instagram. They call it real. A woman who is 120 years old was asked to blow the candle of a cake. Guess what happened? As the, the tooth she wore came out. Yeah, she thought, hey, she became, you know, a bit, you know, shy. 102 years. I looked at that. She was looking very good at 102 years. Now, just take two years from her age, 100 years. Some of you, if you see 70 years, you may think it's almost 100 years because of the way they live here. But can you imagine coming to meet a 100 years old man? Hello? And God Almighty says, you are going to have a son. And uh, now, biologically speaking, there's still some little bit of hope for a man. Because as long as a man can have an election, he can still have sperm. But a woman at the age of 90, biologically speaking, the clock has... There's no clock. Oh, there's, clock there's no clock again. There's no, mono, there's no menopause. There's mono nothing. Do you understand what I mean by that? So biologically, it's not possible. Because everything has gone on retirement and vacation. Gone. Then God says, that same woman will have a son. If you have faith sense, you will know that God was not speaking to the condition. You didn't hear what I said. He wasn't talking to them. He was talking to his word. And God's word has no regard for any circumstance or situation. Because God's word has the power to create his own condition. You didn't, I don't know if you didn't get what I just said. You didn't hear what I said. God looked at what men call impossible and says, I'm going to make it possible. 
Why did he say that? Because the word of God can create any condition that agrees with his word. So even if the situation, condition does not agree, when God's word speaks, it will create the situation that will agree with his word so it can be possible. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You know the reason why many of us were very low on believing God? Because we have allowed the devil to keep our eyes on carnality. We are earthly minded. If some people will describe their condition for you, say, no, I've, I've, I've checked it on the internet, oh. They said about this, my condition, it is like this, like that, like this, like this, and that, and they say people at my age, it's always like this, like this, like this, like this, and they said this, this, and I'll be looking at them, I said, look at what you're talking about. You are even knowledgeable in what does not have power. God is done asking, when God wants to do a thing, he's not talking to the thing, he's talking to his word. You didn't hear what I said. When God speaks, is his word that is talking. It's not whether the circumstance can produce it or not is immaterial. Hey God, Lord, can can they get what I'm saying? A widow woman had the last meal in her hand. Enough, not even enough for her and her, her son. She was going to make the last meal so that they will prepare their mind to die. Then somewhere there, God spoke to a prophet who he had been taking care of with bed, bringing meat from where? I don't know. But I know God's word is everything. God's word is also kitchen. You didn't hear what I said? There is a name the Hebrew called God, and they are very careful to pronounce it. It's called the I am that I am. Do you know what that means? I will be whatever I need to be to get my word to you. If there is a need for a kitchen, God will create the kitchen with his word. Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. If there is a need for a human spare part, the word will manufacture the spare part. That's how powerful God's word is. So stop! I want to rebuke somebody this morning. Stop using your condition to judge God's word. Stop using your situation to judge the word of God. Stop using what you are going through to access whether God can help you or can come to your aid. You are limiting God in your life. Stop it. God said to the prophet, go to Zarephath. And God was aware that this woman had the last measure of me. You know, you know what God said? He said, for I have commanded her to feed you. I commanded her. But her situation cannot even feed her. Or feed the son. But yet God said, I have commanded her to feed you. And when the prophet got there, all she took in order to connect with that word was to believe. And when the prophet came and said, hey woman, can you get me water to drink? She quickly brought water. And she said, make something for me to eat. And the woman said, as long as the Lord God liveth, I don't even have enough. What we have is just a handful. Which me and my son will make. After we eat it, that's there. God says, no problem. He said, now, this is your faith. Take out of what is not enough. Make for me first, then make for your son. And the woman believed. Hallelujah. The moment the woman believed, because it takes faith to release the power of the word. It takes faith to do what? To release the power of the word. It takes faith to do that. And the woman decided to believe. And not did she believe. She acted on what she believed. That's what we said in the first service. Faith is believing and speaking with the intent to act. Is that not so? 
We say faith is believing and acting on the word. It's correct. But acting begins from speaking. Your first place of action begins with your mouth. Did you hear what I said? Your first place of action begins with what? What you are not willing to say, you will not do it. Do you understand that? Remember Peter. He said, we have toiled all night, nevertheless, at what? At what? Your word. I will do it. I will do it. Did he do it? He did it because he said he would do it. What you're not willing to confess or declare, you won't do it. Because truth speaking, you program your action. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She said it. Did she say it? Yes, she did. She spoke it. Did she do what she said? She acted on what she said. Because your actions begins from what you say. What you're not willing to say, you're not going to do it. So the woman made for the prophet first and made for herself. And true to the word of the living God, that food kept her for more than, almost, I mean, more than a year. A year and a half, I think so. She will just go, food will be there. She will just go, food will be there. She will just, it's like taking gari, and the gari will multiply again. You cut yam, the yam will grow again. Remember the multiplication of food? That's how powerful God's word is. I don't think you understand. The, listen, the perf, write this down. The performance of God's word has nothing to do with the system of men. Did you hear what I said? I said the performance of the word of God has nothing to do with what? The system of men. That's why faith is about a heavenly system, a heavenly kingdom. And God's kingdom is superior to the earthly kingdom. Faith is imposing kingdom lifestyle on the human lifestyle. Faith is from a different system. Say amen. Did you hear what I said? I said faith is from what? A different system. And that system is the system of God. So when we say we walk by faith and not by sight, we walk by the position who we are in Christ. What God has said about us is what determines how we act of function. I may not feel it, but I don't have to feel it. I just know it and I agree with it and I take God at his word and I act according to it. Say good amen. That's what faith is. Acting by your position in Christ. Knowing what God has said and you take God at his word. I'm going to give you the practicals of that. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? We read 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 4 verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I mean, is it chapter 5 or so? Chapter 5. Thank you. Chapter 5 verse 7. He says we walk by faith and not by sight. Is that not so? And we now answer the question, what does it mean to believe without seeing? We said to believe without seeing simply means to take God at his word and act on it. Is that not so? Is that not so? Then we said faith is a lifestyle of believing and speaking God's word. Say that. If you're going to act on God's word, it's going to begin with what you say. Say faith is a habit or a lifestyle of believing and speaking God's word. Say that one more time. Say faith is a habit or a lifestyle of believing and speaking God's word. 
how do you believe? Romans 10 tells us, how can they believe except they hear? Is that not so? So what you believe comes from what you hear. If you hear God's word, you believe God's word. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. So if you want to believe God's word, hear it. That word has the ability to spark faith in your heart to rise in order for you to do that. What you don't understand is that once you believe God's word, God's word represents his history, his wisdom, his track record, and everything that you need. And it will produce because God's word has the capacity to produce whatever is needed to accomplish what God wants. Say amen. amen. Alright? So God's word has ended by saying God's word is all the proof. Everybody say all the proof. God's word is all the proof or evidence we need to believe and act. God's word. I didn't say what I see, what I feel, what I hear. No. God's word. If you're going to function by faith, you must conclude by saying that God's word is all the proof. Hello? Many people are going to, from running from play, pillar to post because they heard one man of God prayed for somebody, something that happened, and they're not rushing there. Listen, if you are a sign seeker, Hmm? you will live a very frustrated life. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the enemy will play you. One of the reasons God wants the church matured is so that we'll not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine and are submitting ourselves to the corny deception of men that are waiting to deceive. God wants you established. Do you understand that? He wants you to live an established life, and that's by faith. You know what is yours, and you know how to receive it. That's what the faith life is all about. But if you are led by signs, you will do a lot of globe trotting. One day you are in, uh, you are in uh, Ogbomosho, from Ogbomosho, Kaduna, from Kaduna, Kanu. From Kanu, you go to, where's that place they call it in, um, in Calabar? That place where there's, uh, you have, uh, is it a tourist something or something? Ogbudu, yes, thank you, Ogbudu. So you know there's a village called Ogbudu there. There's a video before the ranch there. There's a village. There's a village there. People go and do things there. Before you know, you'll be traveling everywhere. Money that you use for other things, you'll be traveling all the place. See, I hear say then they'll give you cutlass. Say stand, one leg, one leg, one leg, no four, no four. Many of you have done some terrible things that you will not want to stay with you, and you will come and blame me. Don't blame me. Blame yourself. When you don't want to walk by faith, get ready to be humiliated, taking advantage of deceived. They will play you. Big time. Because you don't know how to access what already belongs to you. It's yours. Tell your number says it's yours. Faith is a supernatural system. It's God's system. And it belongs to every born again believer. I'm not telling you something that is for pastors. I'm telling you what is for the citizens of the kingdom. God's word. And if you're going to operate and live by faith, you need to make up your mind and make a quality decision that you will take God's word, the written word of God, as all the proof or evidence I will need to believe and act. So that even when my condition does not agree, I can go to the scripture and take position with what the word of God says and I'll be okay. Did you hear what I said? For instance, if, even if you, according to you and according to your situation, you don't have any reason to rejoice, I can go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and says, In nothing be worried for nothing, or be anxious for nothing, but by a prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
Let your request be made. God says you are not permitted to worry. If you are bending it, just ask me, thank me, and stay joyful. Say amen. Then go to 1 Peter 5, 4. It says, casting all your cares or concern on me because I care. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. In all things give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I can take that and I'm okay. Say amen. amen. I don't need any proof. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the word of God says it. And if it's in the word... I'm okay. Un until you take that kind of attitude, your faith life will not function effectively. Many of you don't believe God because in you, you've not settled it that God's word is all the evidence or proof that you need. You still need some, everybody say jala, extra. So they'll come, sprinkle coconut water on your head, add kerosene to it, then put bleach on your head. Tell you to jump on one. In fact, if they were to video you, you would deny yourself, but it's you. Do some crazy stuff. Why? Because the word of God is not enough for you. And Satan has positioned people who are transformed into ministers of light, convincing you. They, they, they are more like what you call professional IT native doctors. There are four different kinds of water to cure you. Water for this one, water for that. Is that, is that what Jesus did when he came? Is that what he did? When he faced the devil, he said, it is written. If you do not come to the point where you conclude that my instructions for life comes from his word, and God's word is all the proof that I need, all the evidence I need is in the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that the word of God has been tried seven times, and each time it came out complete. Hallelujah. You know why? Because God's word is God's integrity. And to trust God's word is to trust him because he cannot be separated from his word. You can tell from believers that they have not taken God's word as the final say. They have other says. Everybody say other says. When the Holy Spirit Bible says, hey, now, now you're going to try what you go going to But after the Bible say, heaven help those who help themselves. It's your Bible, it's not the Bible. Have you concluded that God's word is all the evidence you need to believe in that? Now, write this down. God's word is God's integrity. I said something about integrity. I said the word integrity means consistency in character. The faithfulness of God is consistent. He has never failed before you. He will not start with you. And it will not end with you. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is a faithful God. God's word is God's integrity. God's word is God's track record. Why did he give us scripture? So you can go and check his track record. Hallelujah. That God is, a, God is a God of his word. That's why I gave you the word. You can go and... Why is there a record of testimonies from the Old Testament to the New and all the healings? Why, why were they put there? To show you and I that God is a God of his word. Glory to Jesus. Let me show you two scriptures about God's track record and experience. This scripture solidifies that both Old and New Testament. Isaiah 55 verse 11, go there. In Numbers 23, 19. I'm sure you, some of you have heard that before, but I want you to see this. It's important you get this. Job said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary. Believers do not value the word of God. That's why it's not working for them. There are other things they value. The, the word of God is just one of the things. It's not the only 
They've not accepted God's word as the proof of the evidence that they need. They don't need any other one. If God said it, I'm okay. Isaiah 55 verse 11. What did he say? God speaking. He said, so, now that was so, Shammah, it's, it's a comparative word because prior to this verse, that's verse 10, verse 9, verse 8. It says, as the rain comes from the heavens and falls and waters the earth and causes the earth to bud and produce so it can give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Then he compares that. Then uses the word snow also. He said, so in the same manner, the same manner, so shall my word be. My word. Not another person's word. God's word. He said, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me empty of void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. This is the character of God's word from Genesis to Revelation. God will never break his word. That's who he is. Go to Numbers 23 verse 19. It's important you understand this thing about God and his word if your faith is going to function appropriately. One of the reasons we have struggled believing God is because we don't know him. We don't understand his character. Because if you do, then you will understand and appreciate the power of faith. And you will know the God you believe in. Um, Numbers 23 verse 19. It says, God is not a man. A man or a human being. The word man or son of man means a human being. You see that word? It uses, okay, you're not there yet. God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man. When he uses the word man, it's used in the context of the limitation and the frailty or weakness of men. Or limited in different ways. But God is not limited like man. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Number one, in this realm we operate with time. God is not subject to time. God created time. So he's outside the dominion and the control of time. Yet he walks within time. That's how awesome God is. God is not a man that he should lie. That word lie in the Hebrew means to fail, to disappoint. Or prove to be a liar. God is not a man that is should. God doesn't fail. God is failure proof. What did I say? Look at your neighbor say God is failure proof. Look at your neighbor say God is failure proof. Now, now, if anything is failing, it's not God, it's we. Did you hear what I said? And until you think right, you're not going to get it right. Many are thinking that, you know, um, let me give you a very funny picture some of you have. That when you pray, this is the imagination they have. That your fire of your issue, God kind of like this. Kind of throughout. So when you talk to him, you do it like this. Oh God, mm? are you hearing me? Mm? Mm? Shout, you have not shouted enough. Shout, 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 shout. Okay, I'm coming. I'm busy with people in Asia. I'll talk to you briefly. That's not how God is. That's not God. Anytime you believe is what you have is 100% undivided attention. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what God is. He said, I am not a man, so I don't behave like a man. I don't act like a man. 
God is not a man. That, that means a man can lie, but God can lie. If I say, is there anybody here that has never lied once? How many will tell me? Anybody here? You've never lied once. How holy you are. Has anybody not? Have you ever lied once? If you have ever lied once, let me see your hand. If you didn't raise your hand, you are a liar. You are not just a liar, you are the liar. Who are you impressing? Me or God? Not that we willfully want to lie. But some of you have told lies in form of different ways. Exaggeration. You, you will add salt and pepper to the story. Pad it here, pad it here. Just buffer it or pamper it here. Put pampas here. You know what I'm talking about. But God is not like that. God doesn't lie. God is not a man that should lie. The word lie means he doesn't fail. He doesn't disappoint. Neither the son of man. The word son of man means human being. That he should change his mind. The word repent means if God said it, it's final. Before he says it, he has thought through all the possible consequences. And he has resolved this is my way. So when he says it, it stays like that. He said, has he said and shall he not do it? Meaning if he said it, he will do it. Or has he spoken and shall he not make it good? That's the God you and I serve. Lift your hands and thank you. Come on, give him praise. That you serve a stable God. A stable God. He's not stable like us. He's not regulated by changing times and tide. He's a, he's a stable God. Glory to Jesus. Say amen. amen. Turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13. As I begin to walk towards rounding up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And verse 13. Glory to God. We're looking at the lifestyle of faith. Or the habit of faith. And every born again believer must have. This, this, everybody look at me. This jumping from sense to faith. You need to stop it. Double mindedness does not help your faith. A double minded man is unstable. One minute you are carnal. One minute you are trying to be spiritual. If you operate like that. You are not going to be effective. And the Bible says, let not a person think he will receive anything from God. So you can stay in the place where you can always receive, and that's the place of faith. Hallelujah. And, and you must perceive faith as not just something you use when you have a need. As a way of thinking and as a way of acting or functioning. That's the lifestyle you've been born into. You've been born into a position with Christ, and that position is more real than where you are. And for you to always live from that position, you must learn to think that position and speak that position all the time. Did you hear what I just said? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So faith is thinking your position in Christ and faith is speaking your position in Christ. Say that with me. Say faith is thinking my position in Christ and speaking my position in Christ. Not everybody said that. Say that with me. Say faith is thinking my position in Christ and speaking my position in Christ. Hallelujah. Faith is agreement with God. And you're born into that lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's like a tribal thing. The day you got born again, you got born into that lifestyle. And I've told you this. Listen and get it. Faith, walking by faith, is walking according to your position in Christ. Which is more real and more powerful than your condition. And the lifestyle of faith... It's thinking according to your position. Because when I talk about thinking, it's believing. Because what you believe comes from what you think. 
Alright. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13. Are you there? What does the Bible say? It says, we having what? The same. Everybody said the same. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear everybody. Say we have the same. Ask your neighbor the same what? Ask your neighbor say same what? Same what? Okay, let's look at the scripture. Same spirit of faith. Look at your neighbor say we have the same spirit of faith. You know what that means? The word same means exactly the same kind or kind. This lifestyle of faith is what Jesus demonstrated while he was here. It is what the apostles demonstrated while they were here and all the heroes of faith. So you and I have been born into the same lifestyle. Say amen. Amen. Glory to God. You've been born into the same kind, the same faith life. The day you got born again, you were born into the same faith. And what is that same spirit of faith? According to what is written, we believe. We begin from the word. Thank God we have the written word. Most generations, during the time of Jesus, what they had was the Old Testament. They had the Old Testament up to Malachi. That's what the gospel had not been written because Jesus was here. So the gospel was not here because they were living the gospel when Jesus was here. The New Testament was in the process of being written. So all the accounts they have when they go to the synagogue was from Genesis to Malachi. That's what Jesus operated with when they were here. But praise God, praise God, our generation is blessed to have the complete compilation. Say amen. Amen. Where we can watch the same lifestyle of faith displayed and also copy the same. Say hallelujah. And what is that lifestyle? As it is, according to what is written, so you must begin with what is written. Ask your neighbor, do you know what is written? If you don't know what is written, you cannot deal with the devil. Because when Jesus resisted temptation, what did, she, what did he say? It is written. Ask your neighbor again, do you know what is written? Do you know what is written about your life? Do you know what is written about your health? Do you know what is written about your finances? Do you know what is written about your protection? Do you know what is written about your success? Do you know what is written? Because if you don't know what is written, then you are not ready to walk by faith. If you don't know what is written, you're not ready to walk by faith. Because faith begins with what is written. And it says, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. That's them. Now this is our turn. We also believe. Why do we believe? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to me. I want to make it very important. Everybody pay attention. I have realized that not every believer who say they want God to help them actually want God to help them. Are you with me? If I ask some of you, do you need answers? Do you need help from God? Everybody will shout, yes. But how do I know you really need help from God? If I ask you, what do you know in the scripture about the things you want God to help you? Everybody will go silent. It is not enough to have an intention to want God's help. His help has already been given to us in the word. But if you don't know what is written, what you are saying is that I do not need the help of God. Even if you don't say it with your mouth, your action is speaking it loud and clear. That's why even though you say you want God to help you, your behavior is doubt and unbelief. Because you don't know the word. The help of God is his word. 
If I say, oh, you want breakthrough, that's why many of you like magic. You call it prayer, but it's not prayer, it's magic. If you want somebody to say, come, if he just shakes his hand like this, this will just happen for you. Everybody will go there. You will rush there. But is it sustainable? No. Because it's not based on the word. And if it's not based on the word, then it's not a lifestyle. The lifestyle of Christianity is a lifestyle of the miraculous, where you too can also produce your miracles. That's what faith does. But if you don't know, you become a victim. You're always looking for what is not lost. And when you hear such people talk, because they don't know what is written, they specialize their issues. They specialize their condition. Say, Pastor, if you know what I'm going through, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you mean, ah, yeah, 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 What does that mean? Ah, Pastor, it's, it's very strong. Oh. The weight, eh, the weight. How did you measure it? How many kilograms? How did you know it was strong? Which weight, which scale did you use? That's unbelief and doubt talking. Then when, when, and you know what they do? People can be very dramatical. I've never seen people that are as dramatic as Christians. When they are talking, they will talk, to, then guess what they do? They will start to cry. They will add tears. Hey, Jesus. No, I don't have. They cry, cry, they cry, then you will not wait. When they cry, I don't really suffer for this. I don't suffer. Pastor, I don't suffer. I don't suffer, suffer. Hey, Jesus. Some of you do it. And I'll be looking at you. Mm, okay, where, where did I stop? You like show, you like, you like drama. Everything is African magic. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> As I was saying, then they will continue for where they stop. <laughs> why not use the energy to go to the scripture and find, that's why some of you don't like to come to Bible study. You are blaming your work. Be deceiving yourself. A time will come, brothers and sisters, it's those who know their God that will be strong and will do as well. You may think you're playing church or playing anybody. It's yourself you're playing. A time will come you will face a crisis. It is what you know. During the night of Judah, I'll give my testimony. It is what you know that will keep you. Did you hear what I said? Jesus has shown us the pattern. It won't change. It's the same spirit of faith. It begins with what is written. If you don't know what is written, you will not believe. And if you do not believe, you will not say. And if you don't say, you will not do. There's no magic. You want to see great miracles happen in your life? You want to see amazing breakthrough happen? God doesn't do magic. God is not a magician. But God is a miracle worker. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And miracles is not just one spontaneous, uncoordinated display of God's power to impress man. No, no. Miracle is a demonstration of God's power to fulfill his purpose. Yes, sir. And you've been born by a miracle God. Higher, yeah. Somebody say glory to, God. glory to God. My time is up. Oh, my God. Listen. The spirit of faith is that we, we, we believe and we therefore speak. Hear this. Hear this. As believers in Christ, we have been born again into the same spirit of faith, which is a lifestyle of believing and speaking our position in Christ. Say amen. amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. To walk by faith is to walk by our position in Christ. Believing and speaking our position in Christ. What do you know about your position in Christ? What do you know? What do you know? Because every time anything faces you in life, it's asking you for who you are. 
Remember when the demon spoke to those seven sons of Sceva? He said, who are you? He said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? And guess what some of us are doing? We are speaking our condition. Eh, I'm from Abriba. I'm from Boma. I'm from Calabari. He said, I, said, I, said, I don't know Calabari. I know Jesus, but I don't know, I don't know Calabari. He said, no, you don't you understand? My father is the richest man. I don't know your father. If you don't know who you are, nothing changes in your life. Did you hear what I said? If you don't know your position in Christ, nothing changes for real. You may get temporary solutions here and there, but nothing will permanently change for your good until you begin to know what is written concerning your position in Christ. You've got to know that because that's where the faith life begins from. What do you know about your position? I've seen Christians going in and out of depression, going in and out of crisis, Weeping one minute, they are up there. The next minute, say, my, they, they, you know, my spiritual life is down. Have you heard people talk like that before? What is bringing the spiritual life down? Who is bringing it down? Who is grounding you? You are jumping from faith to the senses. Hear this Hebrews 3 1. I'll stop with this. Therefore, holy brethren, look at them and say, God calls you holy brethren. You know why I calls you holy brethren? Because that's what the position says. Your position with Christ calls you holy brethren. Say, I'm a holy brother. He's calling you according to your position. Your position is the way God... Listen to this. Write this down. Your position is the way God has chosen to see you. And you must get in the word so you can start seeing yourself the same way. Many of you have an enemy mentality. You see yourself the way your enemy sees you. It's called the grasshopper complex. So any small thing, my enemy, now attack. You mash nail, my enemy. You, you kick stone, my enemy. So your enemy came and put the stone there and you kicked it with your leg. You are sleeping in the bed, you roll and fell from the bed, my enemy. You have an enemy complex. What about your position in Christ? What is he saying? And if you notice, if you have an enemy complex, let me tell you the pattern of your dream. They will always be pursuing you in your dream. People will pursue you. Mosquito will pursue you. Cockroach will pursue you. Antelope will pursue you. Lion will pursue you. Even elephant will pursue you. Because that's what an enemy complex does to you. Because you're more aware of your enemy's intention to harm you than you are aware of your position in Christ. You're always enemy conscious. All your um, prayer, um, what do you call it? Prayer tour. Enemy. Enemy. Say where they go. The workplace for um, my four, for night. Now, 12 o'clock, they do the prayer for there. You are there. Then from there, element one. Element one, and the next weekend, you are there. From element one, say this one, I bow for Abba side. Go up Bohi. Now, Bohi side. You are in Abba. From Abba, Kalaba, Kalaba, this one. What's wrong with you? Is God confused? What's wrong with you? Enemy complex. That's why people are not stable in church. Because they don't know the word. This same person, tell him to read his Bible. He will not read his Bible. Come for Bible study so you can grow. No. The same person that will not come for Bible study say, oh, but you don't hear. They say, again, one place they go. Say the woman is an anointed woman. If she give you this oil, a very special oil, if you just put that for yourself, water, take her and bath. Oh, boy, favor, 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 favor. <laughs> And you will go there and collect oil and be buffing. 
be smelling funny. Say, why are they smelling a perfume? <laughs> Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Tell the neighbor, say, my calling is heavenly. And for your information, heavenly is superior to earthly. You, your, your, your tribe, tell your neighbor, say, your tribe is not earthly. Your tribe is heavenly. And heavenly is superior to earthly. And the devil knows that. But do you? See, look at the way God addressed us. He said, therefore, holy brethren, which I am, which you are, partakers of the heavenly calling. What calling? That means to be born again is to be saved into a calling. We all have, this calling is a brethren calling. Everybody say brethren calling. You see, when you hear the word calling, it's not just for pastors and, and prophets and teachers. This one is a brethren, and we are all brethren. Partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest. Who is the apostle and high priest of our profession or confession? What is his name? Did you see that in your Bible? Some of you are not looking at it. You are waiting for a screen. Don't follow these people. He said, the apostle and high priest of our confession, what? He look at some of you. You want, you want to be victorious. You are not even using your Bible. You are not reading. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Listen, everybody look at me. You see, this is the same thing I'm saying. I am preaching. Some of you are looking at my face. I know I'm fine. Thank you. But you will not open your Bible and check. You are doing because you are usher or you are a media person. Don't, be, don't let know. When the day of evil will come, you will have to answer your papa's name. I hope you know that. If you don't know the word, you are undoing yourself. I'll be watching something when I preach. Some people, some of you will do it like this. Mm. There's some of you be doing. I'm preaching. No. Then you say, I'm preaching. No. Somebody will tell you, so you will laugh. Then you now use because you are chasing a child that is moving during, and you will not listen to the word. You are doing yourself. Get it from me. You are not worrying me. Me, I will go. You will face your own. You are doing yourself. I'm quoting Bible now. Some of you are, no problem. Is it not one hour? I'll finish preaching. Me, I'll go my own. Whether you get it or not, when you face the battle, you will know. The apostle and high priest of our confession, what is he? Christ Jesus. So what are we called to say? Christ Jesus. And another way of putting it is your position in Christ. So your faith is a lifestyle or a habit of believing and speaking Christ. Or speaking your position in Christ. If it's not my position, I don't say it. Because it's against my tribe. My tribe is Christ. It's a heavenly tribe. And it's superior to the earthly realm. The only language our tribe speak is Christ Jesus. Ask your neighbor, do you speak Christ? Or do you speak you? Rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. Open your mind and begin to talk to God. It's worthy of our praise. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehousechurchhc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.